What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy podcast. As always, I'm your coach and host, Josh, here with his co-host and co-coach, KG, and I'm in the house. Today, we're coming at you with the complete guide to lose body fat with 10 simple tips that are guaranteed to work. I can promise you, if you listen to this episode, you do the hard work, you make the lifestyle changes, you will be a radically different person. By implementing these, these are tried and true and it will guarantee your results and the change of your physique. But one thing I will say is I know a lot of people are gonna listen to this, you know, I can do this one, this one, this one's too hard, I don't wanna do this. At the end of the day, if you want to lose body fat, you need to put in work. You need to do something you haven't done. Being in a deficit isn't easy. Naturally, we want to make sure we're eating at our calories or above it. There's a ton of temptations. There's a lot going on. But I want to implore you to take this episode seriously because we have one body. There are no do-overs. At the end of the day, if we don't take care of our body, we're going to pay for it in unfathomable ways, whether it's having less time with family, being hospitalized for medical issues, getting horrible medical issues, like all these different things. We want to be able to live our life to the fullest and maintaining a healthy amount of body fat, being a fit, healthy, and happy person is going to directly work against that. And we're really excited to give you these tips. And as I've said, though, at the end of the day, if you haven't done this before, you've probably heard a lot of these. I really challenge you to do it. And if you haven't done it, you got to ask yourself why. Chances are you're busy. You got a lot going on. You have a life. You don't have time to do all the research to make the changes. The great news is we offer a done-for-you coaching service where you can literally work with myself or Kyle one-on-one where we're fully dedicated, invested to helping you achieve your transformation with your lifestyle. If you're someone who works nights, we're going to work that through that with you. If you're someone who's never cooked in your life and can only eat out, that's no problem. We've developed this coaching program over 10 years to adjust for your situation, your goals, your experiences, your limitations, and guarantee success and guarantee change. So if you're looking to lose 20 plus pounds of fat in 90 days, DM us fat loss on Instagram to at ColossusFit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T, and I promise you, we'll get you to a new level where you've never been because we can see around corners, we're gonna optimize everything, and we're gonna get this done five times faster. But without further ado, we're gonna walk you through the key things you need to be keeping in mind when you want to lose fat. So first and foremost is tracking your macros. We've said this 100 times, I'll say it 100 more. At the end of the day, without data, it's a guess. Great example, we were on vacation, we were doing a lot of different things. One of my friends said, I think I lost weight on this trip because I was walking so much. At the end of the day, thinking, having a dream, hoping, these are not things that we can count on. There's no guarantee to them. If hope is a strategy, it's a very weak one. It's something, there's some crazy statistic that some certain percentage, I think it was like 20% or something of millennials believe that they'll win the lottery one day and that's how they're gonna be able to take care of all their financial things. And that is absolutely crazy to me. You can't bank on that. You can bank on yourself. You can bank on hard work. But if you're just hoping it's gonna happen or hoping in three months, miraculously, all the stars in your life will align and you'll have unlimited time for the gym, for nutrition and limited motivation and nothing will go be nothing will go wrong. You're just kidding yourself because I want to give some tough love here because to create change, you need to get in it. You need to get after it. And that first step is logging because tracking your macros, having objective quantifiable data allows you to manipulate that data to make sure you're seeing the progress you want to allow you to have freedom to eat your favorite foods to work that in there. And we're going to extend on this with number two. Yeah, number two is just honestly having 80 to 90% healthy, whole, high quality foods. And this is something that's gonna pay you back over and over again, literally for the rest of your life. And we actually just finished a lunch right now that had about seven servings of veggies, I believe it was, and a great source of protein as well. And 
It was so nutritious. It was so satisfying. I feel incredible. It's honestly amazing how you can have something like we just had, which is an amazing bowl versus going somewhere else and having just something lower quality. The difference in food satisfaction, the difference in just food quality, what it does for your body, it's day and night. But the reason we said 80 or 90% healthy whole foods is because balance, sustainability, adherence is always going to be number one. If you're 100% healthy, all you eat is just natural sources that come, you know, where you know every single ingredient and stuff like that. Once again, that is amazing and that is super just awesome. But we want to be able to set you up for family events, for social events, to be able to have that balance, to be able to enjoy some fun food. So that's why 10 to 20% of foods also, at the end of the day, if you want to enjoy a fun snack, if you want to fit these different things in, go out with friends, like all that other stuff. It's amazing to be able to have both of these balanced, but I think where a lot of people struggle is they're kind of more around that 50-50 mark. Like they're 50% healthy whole foods. They'll, you know, just do what's like super simple. You know, you'll grab things at the grocery store and just, you know, maybe things where you have to like warm it up and it's like coming from packages, like all this other stuff. And then the other 50%, like they think that's healthy. They think that's good for them. And then the other stuff is just a bunch of randomness as well. So that's why 80-90% healthy whole foods, 10 to 20% fun foods, a perfect formula, a perfect mix and I believe it'll help every single person out with this formula. I mentioned before the individual, I forget his name, who's trying to regress or he's trying to stop his aging by a crazy metric and see a ton of change there. And he's in a deep calorie uh, calorie deficit. So he's only in 2000 calories a day. And what's funny is he said he's never been happier. He's never felt in more control. He's never had more energy. He's never been in a better mindset and performance in the gym. And I'm not saying you should always be in a deficit and you should be starving yourself. But when you eat good foods and you're on it, it's an advantage. At the end of the day, it's going to help you perform better. You're going to have more regulation. You're going to sleep better. It's going to do a lot for you. And at the end of the day, that's why 89% should be good food. You should take joy in feeding your body the best stuff you can to take care of yourself, to help you think better, perform better, all these great things. But at the end of the day, it is fun to enjoy these delicious food, these crazy contraptions to go with friends and have a really cool bite or to get a hot dog at a basketball game. At the end of the day, you shouldn't sacrifice your life because if what you're doing isn't sustainable, you're not going to keep doing it. Just it's matter of fact. So that it's really, important you come into this with good awareness and being realistic with yourself and understanding that yes you need to eat healthier yes you need to eat good foods yes you need to be on it but you can still have fun things you can work them in moderation and this is going to stop you from being a maximalist and saying I either need to be perfectly on my nutrition or off it and going on a bender so that is a huge consideration number three is to aim for 25 to 40 grams of fiber this is a general number but this is where most people should be there are a few exceptions but getting more fiber in your diet is incredibly powerful. Fiber helps with satiety, it'll bond with water and actually expand in your stomach. It isn't absorbed the same way as other calories and it's a really unique opportunity for regulating bowel movements, for having more satiety in your diet. It's just a fantastic thing to keep in mind. And a big benefit of really focusing on fiber goes into my tip above. When you're having a high fiber diet, there's a high chance you're eating high quality foods, you're getting a lot of vegetables, you're making sure to get enough servings of that, you're really gonna get a wide variety of different nutrient types and sources when you are focusing on fiber. And I find it's a really creative way to increase the quality of your diet as well as your satiety of your diet. When you have more fiber, it makes it a lot easier to maintain. You're going to feel more full and making a point to be aware of it is going to go a long way. If you're someone who has a very highly processed diet, your fiber is going to be low. You're going to be paying the price and you're going to be suffering throughout this entire shred. 
Awesome, and just jumping into number four, we are gonna be focused on protein. And simply put, an easy way to calculate how much protein that you should be having would be roughly to take the body weight that you'd like to be and have that in terms of grams. So what I mean by that is, let's say you're about 150 pounds, you're looking to be about 130 pounds, have about 130 grams of protein. There's so many different, more complicated ways to calculate it. A lot of people say different things out there, but this is just an easy way for a starting point to know roughly how much you should be having. And at the end of the day, protein is such an important nutrient that helps you with satiety, that helps you just with lean muscle mass, helps you cut body fat, build muscle, and do so many incredible things within the body. Definitely overlooked for a lot of people. I know it's not the most it's just not a habit that a lot of people have unless they're specifically focused on it. So my biggest tip is just to focus on each meal, wonder where you're gonna get that protein in and start to plan around that. And that's gonna help you get more protein and help you within the process of losing fat. If fiber is important, protein is super important. Protein's gonna help you have more energy. It's gonna help with food satisfaction. So you're gonna feel more full when you're having a high protein diet. It's lower in calories and other sources like fats. And at the end of the day, it's just gonna give you a ton of advantage, help you add new muscle and maintain muscle. So if you're not making a point to get in protein, you're really limiting your ability. And it's absolutely amazing when you have a day with really low protein versus a day of high protein, you will feel stuffed when you're having protein. When you're having a lot of fiber, a lot of good veggies, it's really easy easy to diet. Well, maybe not really easy, but it's easier uh, versus when you're having very processed foods, you're not taking advantage of these things. You're not giving your body the tools it needs to see its best transformation. If you want to lose body fat, you want to make it as easy as possible so you can do it consistently, which brings me into number five, which is to cut out cheat meals and win the weekends. Too many people cannot succeed in their diet because they'll do great Monday to Friday. They'll give up on themselves. They'll entertain that rascal version of themselves and they'll have a bad Friday or they'll overdo it on Saturday and Sunday. And when you've had that bad meal, you think, ah, I've already screwed this up. I'm going to do this for two more days. Then Monday, you get excited. You go, I need to get in shape. I'm getting back to it. And you succeed till Friday, rinse and repeat. And when you make that known to yourself, and that's something you internalize and see as acceptable, you're going to keep doing it. But you get stuck in this vicious cycle of improving yourself through the week and then build, like tearing yourself down through the weekend. And it's very disheartening and demotivating. And I find that's why a lot of people will quit. If you're serious about losing fat, you got to do hard things. You have to make sacrifices sometimes. You may have to say, no, I can't have dessert at this uh, restaurant. I'm out of calories. I can go out to this restaurant, but I need to look at the menu beforehand. You can always succeed in the situations. There's no reason not to. It's just you overcoming that weak mindset. And when you can be stronger and be consistent and make it a rule to yourself that you can still have a life and have success, you'll notice how easy this becomes. And just being consistent is the biggest thing at the end of the day. Awesome. And number six is just realizing that fats and carbs are interchangeable at this point. And I find a lot of people put too much precedence, too much focus on this. But at the end of the day, as we've already mentioned, a calorie deficit, hitting your protein, focusing on the fiber, super, super important. But at the end of the day, carbs and fats can go based off of your situation, what you enjoy more, what you feel best with. And I would say that's the biggest thing to take into consideration. So once again, as long as you're hitting your calories, you're hitting your protein, you're having a good amount of fiber, it's really more so up to you. Once again, making sure it's high quality food, with a little bit of fun in there as well. I just wanted to stress that and uh, you know add that in there. But at the end of the day, um, it's just more so some people feel better when they have more carbs and less fat. Some people feel better when they have more fat and less carbs. And I've gone through different phases. It's more so kind of a personal preference. So I just wanted to leave that with you. And that's gonna be number six for today.
Yeah, don't get in the weeds with this. Carbs aren't the reason you're fat. Fats aren't the reason you're fat. It's your net calories and your protein where a bulk of your effort should be spent. Fiber to maximize the quality of the food to make sure you're taking advantage of that. Hydration, all these great things. But carbs and fats, people have such different preferences. If you're eating a lot of fat-heavy foods, there's nothing wrong with that as long as they're good sources. Just want to avoid trans fats so you don't want to be just making your macros work with mcdonald's we'd be breaking that 80 to 90 percent rule of healthy foods anyways but at the end of the day you can really just analyze what makes you feel best play around with it and maybe you're out to a mexican spot you have a ton of guac and you have a ton of olive oil with your dinner and your fat super high there's no need to beat yourself up at that unless you're like deep in a comp and you're competing for a show and you have to manipulate your carbs and do different things to get looking a certain way this shouldn't be at the forefront of your mind and by focusing on these big picture things that is how you achieve a big picture transformation when you get really stuck in the small things that's how you get stuck with a small transformation and a small viewpoint towards this so it's really important you look at all of these tips as a whole and and you use them as a mantra to live life. We gave a short inversion of this to one of our friends. He was overweight, he was stuck, he couldn't see success, and we wanted to break it down. We said, how can we just give five tips for it? We gave them to him, he implemented them, and he's radically changed his life, and he's continued to be fit because of that, because he worked that way of living, and that's what health should be. It should be something you're continually doing. You shouldn't be suffering through it. You need to make it in, intertwined with your life it can't be separate from your life you can't just be putting on a mask and being fit for a few months because you're going to find yourself to that old self instead you got to say how can i build this into my routine and we've worked very hard to that sustainably to have a life and do it at a point where we're happy so that's why we're really big on these we really hope you take this episode seriously and i'm just going to continue with number seven which is just to crush five great training sessions a week now i know a million people are going to say well i can only do three or two or four or five Anyhow, five seems to be the magic number for bulk of people. It's a good amount to be in there. It spreads it out. When you're not doing enough, you'll kind of go crazy with them. It's easy to neglect them. But five times a week for an hour is a very reasonable amount for most people to be in the gym. I know not everyone can, but at the end of the day, if you can find a way to do it, you will lose fat faster. You'll build a better physique or competition. Composition will improve rather. It's just really important you break that mind shift of it's too much or whatever it may be. If you can get to five, you're going to give yourself a huge advantage. And I'm just going to leave it there. Awesome. Number eight is just going to be finding a realistic solution to scaling cardio. And the thing I wanted to stress is it should never be a punishment. It should not be something that you need to do hours a day. And I think this is where a lot of people struggle. So Josh has already mentioned strength training. It is going to be one of the greatest things on top of nutrition. Cardio is definitely a great way to help with your calorie expenditure, to help you be able to also eat a little bit more. And it's also amazing for your heart health and so many other things. So that's something I just want to leave there. But at the end of the day, I'm such a fan of helping just something like this, like fitting it into your lifestyle, similar to what Josh was saying about intertwining it into your life and everything like that. I find that if on top of the strength training, if you need to do this crazy amount of cardio and just it's always on the top of your head, it can be hard to stick to that. And it's just, it's not as enjoyable. So for me personally, two of my favorite things, I would say number one is just going on daily walks. It's awesome. It's easy. It's a great way to just get outside. And I absolutely love it. And number two is just doing sports. And I'm such a fan of it. Um, you know, just growing up with a sports background, it's super simple for me and it's just something I'm able to fit in very easily and it's just my way of being social as well and something that's awesome there but even just setting a step goal like instead of just that big focus of like I need to do a million sessions of cardio having a step goal is just definitely a great way to help you increase regular movement into your day to get some more walks in to do other things as well cardio wise and that's going to be what I'm going to say for number eight today 
Number nine is just adapt. It will work, but you have to make it work within your schedule. You have to make changes to get somewhere you've never been. You have to do things you've never done. It's hard starting to eat healthier. It's hard starting to do cardio. It's hard going from three sessions to five sessions in the gym and scheduling that into your life. But like any muscle, you get stronger, that you break it down. There's some tension, there's some tear, but as it grows, it grows stronger and harder. And at the end of the day, schedules are the same. Mindsets are also the same. By trusting this process and staying with it, you will see results. You got to shake that rust off and get out there and get after it. Yeah. Awesome. And number 10, biggest tip, something just a little cherry on top, stay consistent and accept that progress is not linear. So many people are expecting overnight results. So many people expect every single week there to be an insane amount of progress. But at the end of the day, it's just, there's always going to be ups. There's always going to be downs and there's always going to be just times where it's kind of you're maintaining, things aren't changing a ton. But at the end of the day, adherence, sustainability, consistency, showing up every single day, no matter what, that's what's really going to pay off. So like Josh said, even about being that weekend warrior, so many people will do so many amazing things Monday to Friday, struggle on the weekend. Some people have an amazing week. The next week they do absolutely nothing. You're never going to get success. You're never going to get results from doing this. Show up, stay the course, do something every single day. And I guarantee it's going to be something that's going to pay off and you're going to get some incredible results. And notice we didn't say anything about waist trainers, uh, fat burners, supplements, anything like that. At the end of the day, stay consistent. Don't overlook these basics. You will see change. And I want to end this just with a really powerful thing I heard today. So it's either going to be day one or one day. You decide.